This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. All right, well, let's get ready for the Word. I want to bring you a special message today. Uh, entitled, Faith is Greater Than Anxiety. Anybody ready for that one? Can I tell you what I learned about this? You said, well, you're going to anyways. Come on now. Um, What I learned about this is uh, I've had the distinct honor for the last uh, two decades to uh, train literally hundreds and hundreds of public speakers. And I always teach them one thing up front. I say that before you can bring a message, you have to live that message. You have to live through it. And, you know, sometimes you may teach something, but you need to be reminded of your own words. So yesterday, everywhere I went, I felt like I was coming out of my skin. I, my wife actually said to me these kind words. You're quite needy today. <laughs> I said, yes, I am. But even in that, here's what I realized. Is that as we sat at home last evening, she looked at me and she said, what are you preaching on tomorrow? And I said, well, anxiety. She said, oh, that's what's wrong with you. You've been living what you're going to preach. And I think it's given me some grace that I may not have had. When I said I'm going to preach on faith is greater than anxiety, the average age of the first service is somewhere around uh, 78 to 80. They looked at me like, what is that? In the next service this morning, people looked at me like, okay. But the minute I said anxiety in this service, I saw nods all over the room. I think God has sent a word for us today. I want to read to you from Mark chapter number four. Before we do, though, let's ask God to open his word to us. Father, I thank you for everything that's going to happen today and the blessing that's going to come upon our time of fellowship, the food, and the the time of fun. But Lord, right now we have to step in a moment of faith. Now change our hearts and change our lives and make us yours. Or there are people in this room who have major decisions and there are people who struggle with the very thing that I had to live through yesterday. Their skin feels like it's vibrating with all of the pain and struggles and hurt they're going through. God, I pray that you're going to help them to hear the truth that you sent them today. For unless we learn to become people of faith, we will never walk in the freedom you called us to. Speak to us now, for faith in Christ truly is greater than anxiety. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. In Mark chapter number four, we find a passage of scripture that I have never looked at this way and actually did not come up with this myself in the way that I'm going to look at this. I found it in reading. 
It really spoke to my heart, and so I think it's important today that we collectively look at Mark 4, verse number 3. It says to this, listen. In other words, this is important. When Jesus says this is important, it's important. He said, a farmer went out to plant some seed, and as he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came, and they ate it. Other seed fell, notice what I'm about to say here, fell on what kind of soil? Shallow. Shallow soil with underlying rocks. You see, the seed sprouted quickly because the soil was what? Shallow. Shallow. Living in the shallows will uh, never allow you to be anxiety free. Sometimes you're going to have to have a deep dive of faith. But the plant soon wilted under the the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plant, so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil. Come on, what kind of soil? Fertile Fertile soil, and they sprouted. They grew, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times. Let me just go ahead and tell you, when you live in the shallows, you produce uh, no crop, or you produce a crop that you don't want. When you live in the fertile ground, you produce more than you could ever imagine, and it really is rooted in faith. As much has been planted. And then he said to them, this is important, anyone who has ears to hear, you should listen and you should understand. He said, this is important and you need to get what I'm trying to tell you. Now, I understand that as humanity moves forward, we all struggle with uncertainty. We wonder, who are we? We want to know, uh, why are we here? And what do I believe? And you know what? Those questions are normal. I just want to go ahead and tell you, if you're dealing with any questions of who are you, why am I here, and what do I believe, you're normal. See, there's a deep, deep root level of anxiety uh, that, that can be felt if you can't find the, the, the reality that those questions are, they're not sins. You know, somebody said to me one time, they said, I'm an atheist. And I, I said to them the very thing I always say to people who say they're an atheist. I said, I said what, uh, what are you mad at God about? 99.9% of the time, the person who tells me they're an atheist will look at me and they will say, he let my mama die. This happened to me. That happened to me. If there was a God, where was he? And the reality is they're really angry more so than they are not dealing with or thinking rationally. They're thinking with their emotions more than they are with their rational mind at that point. And so I thought about this young man as I said to him, I said, why, uh, uh, who are you mad? And he said, well, the reality is, uh, he said, I am mad at somebody. He said, I'm mad at the church that I attended where my family, uh, my stepfather was the pastor and uh, everyone that taught Sunday school looked at me and said, because I had questions that, uh, that I was on my way to hell. Let me just stop right there for a moment. Jesus Christ is able to answer every question of our lives. And the God that I preach to you is not some fragile little pansy. Did I say pansy? Not some little fragile God that breaks when anybody questions his reality. The God that I serve casts the worlds into existence. The God that I I serve speaks and the earth is his footstool and he is able. Come on now. He's able. I'm getting too excited. I snorted there. Come on now. Amen. God is good. I got so fired up in the last service. I said, can I even preach another service? But I feel what I've come to tell you today. 
I feel the move of the fact that it's okay for you to have questions because my God's big enough to handle your questions. And I think one of the problems that most of us, we have anxiety about is with questions. You know, I have anxiety about relationships. Being a pastor's child, I, most, a lot of pastor's children won't even serve God because of the very reason that I, I have anxiety about relationships. As soon as you get close to somebody, suddenly they feel led to leave. My philosophy was always, I don't care what we go through as long as we go through it together. I get that. I get it. But I've had to learn how to live within those scars. And I couldn't do it shallow. I had to go deep. But let me me preach on. I think one of the biggest problems that people have anxiety about is they don't know what they believe. They don't know in whom to place their faith. I mean, you've heard everybody else's testimonies and you hear everybody else talk about how much God loves them and and you try to formulate your own faith, but but you feel like somehow there's something wrong with you because you've got some doubts. And and you know what? I'm going to show you today that doubts aren't necessarily a bad thing, that they're just a good place to come to when you're ready for a better thing. But watch this. You suffer defeats and you're like, where's God? Anybody else in here ever wondered if God forgot your address? I'm like, come on, God. I don't know how many times I've sat down right here and I've said, God, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I'll say, God, you sent me here, but all I know is to do what you've told me to do. And I suffer defeat or maybe you get a bad diagnosis. And you don't know what to do with that. And you're afraid to question God, but, but, but you're struggling. Listen to me. When you go through dark times, it doesn't mean that God's not there. Listen to me. Without darkness, you would never know the power of the light. I'll never forget, I was in this place called Fort Jacques, and some of you may have been there. It's in the mountain called Fairmont area of of Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and I'm up in this Fort Jacques, and I go underneath to see the the dungeon underneath, and when I get there, uh, one of the young men who used to be on our staff here named Timon thought he'd be funny, and he pushed the door closed behind me. Yeah, I'm not afraid of the dark, but I was that day, because that darkness was so dark. And I don't know if you could still feel the curse of slavery that was in that place. But that darkness was so dark that I called out, open the door, and I heard a giggle. I said, open the door, be fired, and the door opened quickly. (laughs) And the light penetrated the darkness. And when the light came crashing into the darkness, It was amazing because I knew the beauty of the light in that moment that I can tell you without the light, you would never know the depth of darkness. Or or without cold, we would never know the comfort of warmth. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Without doubt, we can never burn with the fire of faith. So you thought doubt somehow made God reject you. But the reality is, doubt simply sets you up for a breakthrough. I got the right side of the congregation on that. Let me say it this way to the left side. God's not through with you because you're still trying to figure it out. Doubt is simply a door you come to so that God can break through into your life in a great way. Can I get an amen on the left side? Okay. I just want to make sure y'all, we didn't need to bring out some kind of electro whatever can shock you over here. Okay, here we go. Listen to me. This is important. You see, dark moments 
foster doubt, but these actually create a choice that can work for us. This is so, so important. The Greek word for doubt actually is uh, diakrino. And diakrino, the word means tunis or doubleness, divided heart. If you took it, when it came from Greek into Latin, we just simply made it a prefix that we call duo. It means two. So when I come to a place of doubt, what's really happening is I've come to a crossroads. What allows, listen, listen to me, but what allows doubt to work for you is realizing that of those two roads that are crossroads, that, that in the dividedness, you get the ability to choose a way forward. So that when I'm struggling with doubt, I can look at the problems and the struggles and all these kind of things, and I can make up my mind which way I'm going to go. And I can choose to either go in faith or I can choose to go in doubt. Now, too many times, people have spent their lives not trusting God and not choosing to walk forward in faith, and they've lived their life in doubt, and they've lived their life on the road that I love to call, you ready for this? Pothole lane. How many love a good pothole? Anybody? Nobody. One? Oh, I love a good pothole. Can I tell you why I love a good pothole? You're going to anyways, Pastor. That's right. Amen. I love a good pothole because one time my wife and I, we, as we moved out of a subdivision onto an old country road there where we still live today, and we're living on this country road, people that should have been going 25 miles an hour down that road were going like 75. And my children had this beloved little dog, and somebody going about 75 miles an hour took our dog from us. Now, I don't know exactly how, but potholes emerged in front of my house. It could have been drainage. It could have been a sh my shovel. But they were so good that if you ran into them, it was taking you off the road. Guess what? They slowed down. And I tell you how thankful I am for God because he puts potholes every time I head the wrong direction. I'm going headlong in the wrong direction and God puts a pothole out there and it causes me to go, whoa, 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 I don't want that way. I don't want to go that way. It makes me slow down and redirect and think where I'm going. That's the kind of God I've come to preach to you about today. A God who loves you enough to send you potholes. And then the other day, they came and fixed my potholes. But I have faith they're coming back in Jesus' name. Because <laughs> I got two grandsons running around out there. And I said, those potholes are coming home. <laughs> Listen to me. This is important. You see, when you come to these areas, and doubt leads one way, you have the power to choose faith. And this is so important. You see, the opposite of doubt is not certainty, folks. The opposite of doubt is to believe. Now, let's go all the way back to like February of this year. 
And I did a series in February, and I taught you a Greek word, and we talked about it the whole time. Does anybody remember that Greek word? We talked about it, and not somebody has been in the earlier service. What was it? Oh, y'all are awesome. For those of you who don't know it, we did it like this. We had a young man climb over here. He said on a sawhorse, and nobody remembers the sermon. They remember this part. And so somebody goes, peace, tea, whoa. Pastivo means this. More than believe, it means to commit to or entrust to. So what this tells me is this. When I come to a crossroads in my life, just because I choose God's way doesn't mean that everything's going to look perfect when I start walking that way. It doesn't mean that everything's automatically going to make me feel better. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to go through some struggles and some trials. But what it means is that I've made up my mind that I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to believe in God. And no matter what, I'm not walking down the path of doubt. Even though I don't know exactly how this thing's going to work out, I have made up my mind. It reminds me of an Old Testament scripture that says, Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In other words, I'm not turning turning around. I'm not going back and I don't care what happens in society. I don't care what happens with people. I have made up my mind. Jesus is my Lord and we're not turning around. We're going to go forward together. Amen. Amen. But the problem is, what do you do? And I think this is what God let me see yesterday. When anxiety kicks in, you want to go this way. But everything inside of you is going Whoa. when I said my skin was literally crawly does anybody else know what I'm talking about anybody like, had a craze look in my eye <laughs> why do you think something's wrong <laughs> God's good but I was feeling anxiety so how do I move forward when I'm overwhelmed with anxiety that's when it brings me back to Mark chapter 4, and I'm going to hurry as fast as I can because I'm going to stay on target today. Mark chapter 4 actually gives us four different kinds of dirt, soil. It says there's the path, and then there's the rocky, and then there's the weeded, and then there's fertile. There's the path, there's the rocky, the weed field, and the fertile. And I'd never seen this before. You see, folks, it's really all about the soil. It's all about if you want to grow something better in your life, it really is going to determine what kind of soil you give faith to grow in. This is important. You see, we have to make up our mind and look at where we are and say, okay, God, what am I giving you to work with? And when I pastiwo, when I make up my mind, I'm changing the soil of my life. This is important. You need to get what I'm about to say. Listen to me carefully. The seed that was thrown onto the path represents the areas of our life. And I'm, 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 I want you to know, if I didn't, wasn't supposed to bring this in any other service, I'm supposed to be preaching this right now. The seed that represents... That that falls on the path of our lives is the seed that falls where we've been walked on, where we've been walked over 
as they walk out, where we've been hurt, where we feel pain because of what others have done to us in our lives. This is important. And it's where, because of what we've been living with, listen to me, it is where faith cannot grow. Faith cannot grow where pain festers. Now here's the beauty of God. When pain has festered, what it has done is actually tilled the soil of your life. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. This is from God. It has tilled the soil of your life to the point that if you will meet it with what I'm about to tell you, it will take what was meant for your bad and turn it for your good. Listen to what I'm about to say. How are you going to turn that place? We must move forward first toward forgiveness. Forgiveness is essential. If you can't forgive, then whatever that problem is will always drag you around. Let me just, let me make it real plain for you. Forgiveness does not let the person who hurt you off the hook. But it does let you off the hook. Because bitterness has been dragging you around, causing you pain long enough. What you have to do is realize that forgiveness is key. And one of the reasons that we deal with anxiety in our lives is because we have a shallowness in our life that we won't let anything go past a certain level because therein I'd have to deal with how I've been hurt. And I just tell you that how you've been hurt is exactly where Jesus wants to meet you because he's not hindered in healing your soul. I think a lot of us say, anoint my body that my body may be healed, but we never say, Lord, anoint my soul that my soul may be healed. I'm going to give you a word from the Lord. This is directly from God on high when I'm about to say this. Some of the problems you have in your body is because you haven't let him heal your soul. That bitterness becomes sickness to your bones, according to the scripture. And you need to let God help you forgive. Let's quickly move on to the next kind of dirt. See, I'm making fast progress here. I'm almost through with the introduction. No, I'm playing. The seed that falls in the rocky ground means that it's shallow because, watch this, deep soil requires vulnerability. And rocks represent the hard places of our life where we create a shell to crawl inside of so that we won't get hurt again. I'm preaching truth. We create a shell that we climb inside of. And we climb inside of it. Oh my goodness. We say, well, I can't love anybody anymore. No, the problem is you're afraid to get hurt. You're going to have to come out from under that. But, 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 
But I, I can't be the parent that I'm supposed to be. No, just because your parents blew it doesn't mean yours ha- that you have to. And there's a simple answer to this, and I could yell it and I can scream it, or I can just tell you, just take it off. Make up your mind that other people might see how wounded you are, but when faith gets through with you, they're going to see how healed he has made you. Now, this is tough. The the soil with weeds choked out because there was too much distraction. You see, we have created an anxiety-filled land because there were too many things that are competing and that want the attention of our lives. You see, this soil, this soil represents the distractions of our lives. This is important. Now, my Internet's been out of my house for the last four days. I would like to say hallelujah, but that would be hypocrisy. Let me just tell you how good God is. I was preaching the earlier service this point, and I said, I said, well, my Internet's out at the house. I said, and I keep reaching for this thing knowing it doesn't work. We have no cell service, no internet at the house. And I'm like, it doesn't even work. And I keep, I mean, I I don't know how many times I opened the same app before I went, it's not going to work. Let me show you how good God is. I got vulnerable about that and admitted my distraction. And a man sitting in with earlier service said, Pastor, you know I'm in charge of that. The crew will be at your house later today. (laughs) I said, God's good. Amen. I said, I didn't know that, but got you on speed dial now. But you know what? Even in that, I had to realize that my distractions were holding me back. And the problem is, listen to me. God's wanting to give you peace, but you're settling for pacifiers. Now, there's an answer for how to get rid of the distractions of your life. You ready for this? You're going to have to start cutting things off. The media is designed to upset you. There are people who will post things just to rile you up. Jesus kind of said it this way. He said, go into your, what's that word? Closet and do what? Shut the door. Some of you are like, Pastor, you don't know how full my closet is. Well, I give you this point. How can you be filled with God when you're filled with yourself? Clean some things out. Because in the stillness of his voice, you can be healed. Finally, we come to the last soil, and I'll close. The last soil is the fertile soil. And the fertile soil is this soil that has all these different components in it, like nitrogen. And where does that all come from? It comes, are you ready for this? From things decaying, dying. 
Now, none of us want anything to die in our life. None of us want to let our will die. None of us wants to let our bitterness die. You know what the difference between decay and compost is? You see, composting is you're hoping it'll decay, but you're carrying around a bunch of junk you shouldn't be carried around, and you've thrown some stuff in there that just won't disappear. But when it reaches the level of the right amount of moisture and the right amount of pressure, even the stuff you couldn't get rid of naturally will begin to decay. And as it begins to decay, it creates heat. And heat filled with the right ingredients is what a seed of faith needs because the pressure, watch this, the pressure, you need pressure in order for the seed of faith to be able to rise up inside of you. The, a seed needs pressure and moisture and the heat for it to germinate. So when you come to life's crossroads, most of us are upset and we were like, ah, oh. see, the, the reality is I need to give you, I don't know why I need to give you this. I'm not, I wasn't going to go here, but the dirt has purpose as much as the seed has potential. Maybe I should change that. The doubt has purpose as much as seed of faith shows you potential. That when you are struggling with doubt, what it does is it gives you the opportunity to create a testimony. When you can say, the enemy told me to go and give up, but instead I trusted the Lord. And because I trusted God, God brought me through. Look what God has done. You know what? Some of you are going, well, I don't know what can God do. Well, I'm standing here looking at you, looking at people all around this room. And I can literally say, look what God has done. Look what he's done with our lives. He took broken people and he's healed our souls and he set us free. Because God wants to change who we are. But here's the problem. You've been living in the shallows far too long. I don't know why. Some of you are going to sing it now. Every time I say that word, I hear that song. That's not somewhere I want to abide anymore. I want to be in relationship with people. I want to walk in faith with others. And I want to know my God more and more every day. Would you stand with me today? Let me, let me just ask you this question. This won't be a long closing. How many, how many of you have ever had a, a, a moment where you make a decision and after you make the decision, you do this, you go, okay, we're going to do that. And then you go, <gasps> okay. how many of you came to a point of decision and you didn't make the decision and you went, <gasps> both making the decision and not making the decision can catch your breath. But can I tell you something that's never caught my breath? Acting in faith. Because when I act in faith, this is, it sounds more like this. Okay, Father. I trust you. And if you don't understand that what's causing your anxiety the most is everything you're trying to hold in and hold together, then you needed this illustration. Because what you need to do more than anything is... Okay, God, 
my choice is settled. I choose you. With every head bowed and every eye closed in this place, let me ask you a question today. In just moments, this service is going to be a thing of the past. I'm going to give you instructions on what's next, but, but I'm looking around this room while everyone's praying, and I want to ask a simple question. How many of you would say, Pastor, at some point in this message, I knew this message was for me. Can I see your hands? Hands all over this place. Thank you. Father, right now, you see right where they are. And Lord, you're going to meet them in just a moment right where they are. And you're going to begin to heal them. And at the place of doubt, they're going to make a choice called faith. Right here, right now. But with every head bowed and nobody looking around, I'm going to ask you just as quickly, and I will not embarrass anybody. I'm not calling you out like I didn't call those who just raised their hand up. But if you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I've been holding my breath because I know that I'm not right with Jesus. I know that if this were my last moment, I would not be prepared to meet him. I'm not ready to know no heaven yet, but I am ready now to surrender my life so that I can be ready. I'm ready to give my heart to Jesus. If that's you, I want to pray with you right where you are, either as a point of rededication or a first time today. Let me see your hand. If that's you, hold it up high, hold it up high. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Come on, are there others today that will join with these 10? 11, are there others today? Quickly, 12, are there others today that will join with these? 13, are there others today? God is with us. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to pray a prayer of faith now with these, and I'm going to pray for all of you. All right, I want every voice in this place to lift their voices with me. The Bible says if these will confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in their heart that God raised them from the dead, that they will be born again, okay? So we are confessing Jesus as Lord and that he's alive. Let's all pray this prayer with them. A concert, a mighty concert of voices. Let's pray together. Jesus, by faith, I confess I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And in Jesus' name, I repent. I give you my life. I give you my past. I give you my future. And I receive your grace. And now I declare that Jesus Christ, the risen Son of God, is Lord of my life. And from this moment forward, heaven is my home. God is my Father. And Jesus Christ is my Savior. Father, I thank you for those that prayed that many for the very first time today. Lord, I thank you that you meet them right where they are. And Lord, right now that there's an eternal change happening. Lord, I thank you that every lie of the enemy is thwarted and it's falling on fertile ground right now. And that good seed has found good ground and their lives will be changed forever. I'm just telling you, the devil's a liar when he tells you you're not good ground. God calls you worth dying for. And right now, I thank you that everyone who's struggling in their faith, God, that the ground of their life as they make the choice to serve you will open up and honor you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Now, come on, give God a praise like he deserves today.
That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now. Thank you.